It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood. And I would like to open the podcast by saying, it's me. Hi, I'm Taylor Smythe. It's me. Great to join you guys on the podcast. Day after our instant analysis. Just four days after the release of the biggest album of the year, Midnight's by Taylor Swift. Which I'm sure we'll get into. Unless you want to get into it now. RDT, I'm sure you've listened to it about six million times. Do you get any thoughts? I, I gave him a listen to once through. I was surprised at how short the album was. Like, I listened to it. This is a guy who goes to bed way before 3 a.m. No, yeah, there's no chance I was staying up for that. No. Yeah, this is a guy that goes to bed. If we're not doing this podcast at 10, he's in bed by I, I fell asleep on the couch watching YouTube tonight with, like, like a dad with my hands crossed on my chest. Like, you're, like, doing the falling asleep in class. Like, your head's nodding. Yeah, mm. so I was... This is the perfect like Monday night football game to fall asleep to as well. So I, it was just the perfect combination. But no, there's I not a this, shot of thing up. This game has been a good, bad game. It, it has. It, it has been. It's a good, ugly game. But like, again, on paper, you're like you're Bears, Patriots in the rain. I, yeah, whatever. I've, I've won my fantasy matchups for the week. I'm going to I'm going to try and get to bed at a, you know, at a decent hour. Can I, can I, this, I'll, I said I was going to give you guys a take before the show. This is the, t- this is the perfect time. You kind of perfectly segue into this take. There are not a lot of good teams in the NFL. And I know that's not a hot take, but it just struck me so much the last 24 hours watching these games. And it, it actually, because I felt like I was a little negative during the Ravens incident analysis yesterday, sort of talking about how I felt like it didn't give me a lot of hope for the rest of the year. I don't know if that's true. The Ravens could be super mediocre and make it to the AFC championship game. There's just nobody good. There's nobody that could. That Giants team that's five and one that beat us. Squeaky. You and I watched the end of the game against Jacksonville banks. Uh, That, that, I mean, great. They beat Trevor Lawrence. a guy that I I think if you're a Jaguars fan, by the way, you're getting a little nervous about the Trevor Lawrence situation. You're starting to get nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very nervous. I got to tell you what, I cannot wait to fade the Giants on Wild Card Weekend. I think I told you that on my way out mm. the door yesterday. That was one of that yeah, was like the I last that, said. <laughs> I've got that game circled twice. I don't know who they're going to play. They're not going to play at home because the Eagles are going to win that division running away. <sighs> the only concern, like, though, to your point, though, is like they could play the Vikings like, or someone, I'm guessing. Well, yeah, I don't know why the Vikings was a, yeah. the exact team that came to my mind. Like they could play. Yeah, an up and down Vikings team. Uh, I mean, I, like Dallas is going to find their way into the playoffs too. There, so like they could be in there, which I'd feel great about betting them against the Giants in that spot. But um, you're right; like it doesn't feel like there's a lot of great teams in the NFL right now. But is that is that a product of just the league wide offense being down? Like people are just starting to finally talk about this. Offensive numbers are way down across the board. Scoring's yeah. down, everything. Yeah, and maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it's just a perception versus reality thing where, like, we've just seen offensive numbers explode, 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 and eventually there was going to be some things that brought those back down to earth a little bit. And so, like, I look. So I, I said Trevor, the Trevor Lawrence thing. I look at Trevor Lawrence's numbers. It's really not that bad. Nine touchdowns, four picks. He's got seventeen hundred yards. He's th- he's completing sixty three percent of his passes. Handful of fumbles. But when I Correct. Well, when I, but then you watch him and you aren't like, and maybe just the, the quarterback, um, 
the quarterback barometer has just gotten so high with guys like Mahomes and Josh Allen um, and, and what Aaron Rodgers does. And, you know, obviously maybe not this year, but what he has done, what Brady's done, where you look at like Trevor Lawrence and it's like, oh, maybe he's just not going to get there. And maybe that's a product of being on the wrong franchise. But you just watch these teams off. I mean, I want your team, Eric, is a really good example. You watch that team and you're just like, like, is Tennessee – uh, like what are what is Tennessee a team that's been like very good the last two or three years? Yeah, I mean again they won four straight, but again I mean they got their teeth kicked in on Monday Night Football and then they lost a close one to the Giants. Like I don't think they're a good football team. I don't think they're bad. Like I think they're easily the best team in that division, but there's nobody in that division. Like that's it's a JV division. Um, I think it's hilarious how we just started a conversation about how bad football is right now, and it just immediately became a a, a breakdown of the AFC South and NFC East. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 But like, I I mean, it's, there's very, there's clearly three teams. It's, it's the bills, the chiefs and the Eagles. And then there's space. And then there's everyone else. That's, I mean, that's just who it is. Like, like I was talking with someone this weekend and we said basically a lot of the NFC, except for the Eagles is is just kind of fool's gold right now. Like the, the Vikings are five and one, but like, are they okay? They're not, they're not a very good team. Like, they're not like, oh, they're a five and one team. Watch out. Same like same thing with the Giants. Like, I, I it's it, there's very clearly three teams that are head and shoulders above everyone else, and then there is just a wide a wide margin. So it, it's interesting because you know usually there's there's been a decent amount of parity, but I mean, like you said, like if I'm taking those three against the field, uh, you know, easy I think to win the Super Bowl. It's an interesting dichotomy in the NFC now that I think about it because you've got these teams that have raced out to a hot start. you got those three NFC East teams. I know we just talked about how that's a bad division, but Eagles, Cowboys, and the Giants have the start that they have. And then you've got Tampa and Green Bay who are just flailing. And you got to think one, if not both of those teams, is going to turn around and figure it out. But it's just going to be a chase between those two teams and like to go chase down the other teams with the Vikings too out in front. So it's going to be really fascinating to see those teams play meaningful games in late December, early January in games in which they're usually, you know, sitting their starters and, you know, seeing where things go. Yeah. And, and, and they're, they're going to be a team that nobody wants to see wildcard weekend either. So it's interesting. Yeah, you, usually, usually they're, you know, like you said, they're focused on resting and, and looking forward to the playoffs. And now it's going to be like, these guys are going to be in a, you know, a winner go home game in week 17, you know, most likely with, you know, some kind of situation like that. So yeah, that's, I mean, what did they say? I think, I think they said Tom Brady hasn't lost three straight starts. Let me find this, this stat real quick. Um, he looks awful. Like I, at least I think with the Packers and them, I think with them, it's like they're wide receivers. They, they're just not catching anything. Like, if you watch that, here you go. Looking ahead, this is my buddy Joe Pa. Looking ahead to the Ravens-Bucks uh, Thursday night game, Tom Brady's lost three straight starts as a starting quarterback just once in his career, 9-29-2002 to 10-27-2002, 20 years. So, it's a long time to go in between three losing three straight starts. But I guess we'll uh, we'll see in three days two days three days whenever you listen to this yeah the ravens get to play and it, it this could be bucks on national tv they're gonna be normally where i think the ravens and some of these national tv games because of lamar become the dominant storyline they are definitely playing second fiddle to what's going on with this bucks team 
Uh, that is going to be like a very quick turnaround for a hugely disappointing performance on Sunday against Carolina. And now they get this Thursday night spotlight against, you know, a Ravens team that I think the majority of the country probably perceives as pretty good, not locking into how they've lost some of these games because they're in every game and they've beaten some good teams and whatever. Um, and played well against, you know, you played well, quote unquote, against teams that have, have winning records. Does will Lamar Jackson go to Florida and just put Tom Brady on the ground? I mean, that's that's a distinct possibility this weekend. That's where we can sort of kick off the preview. Does he go down to, you know, his home state, feel a little bit, feel like a little bit of that, like dual, you know, old school versus new school? Like, here's where I, you know, he plays pretty well in primetime games, you know, short week for the Bucks to have to deal with preparing for Lamar. Um, this could be a huge statement game for the Ravens if they can figure out a way to get it together for four quarters. This is definitely like a get it back on track or at least re- restore the confidence in the fan base type of win. Cause I don't, I really don't think that that did that yesterday. Um, will he put Tom Brady in the ground? Like right now, it's really hard to say that there's a lot of confidence that he will. He's really struggled the last three, four weeks. There was just no offense to be found through the air on Sunday. And I think, I mean, they got to be going to the drawing board here and trying to figure out, you know, how can we get this guy more time and more space to, because when he got overwhelmed there in that first half yesterday, he just didn't really seem to have any answers. He refused to check the ball down, which has been uh, somewhat of a calling card for him. He's always trying to hit the home run and he's got to be more content taking singles. And I'm hoping that like the tape and the performance was bad enough you know, and the and this week is so short that the lesson is just like right there in front of them, where it's like, okay, we gotta we gotta take what's there for us. We gotta get the ball out quick. And the Ravens have been, in order to kind of had his protection and all that, have been keeping six or even seven guys in protection, and only sending three guys out against like seven man coverages which is just not a productive way to pass the football. Like over time, it's just not going to get it done, especially if you're looking to throw deep against that. You're just not going to do it. So you have to take the checkdowns and hopefully offensively, we can find some new ways to, you know, get more people out there to look for passes and, and protect better with just five guys. Um, it's yet to be seen. And um, this Tampa defense is, you know, they've played pretty decent all year but we know that they can be a top tier defense and it's going to be an interesting test for sure. That That's, that's what I was going to talk about. It's a defense. I mean, I, I this is, this has to be the best defense that the Ravens have played this year. Um, probably one of the better defenses that they've played going back to, I mean, last year's Rams defense, maybe Packers were good last year, you know, but again, the, the, the yeah, Ravens too. Yeah. Yeah. The Ravens weren't at their, their strength. Um, you know, with health wise, but again, I mean, you read down the, the list of these names, Levante, David tackling machine, Devin white tackling machine. It does, I think Antoine Winfield jr. Is out with that concussion. So that's, I mean, he's arguably their, their best defender. Some would say um, he's really, really good. So that that's big, but they still got guys. I mean, Carlton Davis is good. Shaquille Barrett, Vita Bay um, guys like that. I mean, it, it, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough sledding for the Ravens, I think. Again, especially short week. Um, 
I don't know. I feel like the defense kind of has a, a, a leg up in the advantage. Um, but I mean, I think if you're the Ravens, I think you just gotta, you kind of got to stick with your game plan. And, and I think you got to do what's been working for you all year. And that's like a healthy dose of Mark Andrews. Obviously people made the big deal. Like this is the first, his what first game since I think the 2018 chiefs game where he didn't have a catch his rookie year. Um, I think it's simple. I think if you get him the ball and, and he's, you know, he's up around that 80, 90, hundred yard mark, I think you got a, a decent chance to win. So that's what my guess is. You'll, you'll see a decent amount of that. Probably a lot of Gus. And uh, again, I, I th- I'm looking forward to watching the offense versus uh, defense. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of comparable. I think this Bucks team's more talented, but, you know, the Ravens went to Florida to play a reeling Dolphins team last year and got dominated defense to offense. Beginning um, of the end. Yeah, um, with the with the pressure that they put on. And see, Todd Bowles is a super, you know, is that a head coach in Tampa, is a super respected defensive mind. And um, you know, maybe that will end up being their calling card is, is their defense. Uh, um, cause clearly the offense is not firing all cylinders in Tampa at the current moment. You talk about the Gus bus, you know, this, this could be a big game for the bus. Can the, the Ravens continue to establish the run? And maybe that if Lamar Jackson get a little bit more calm and confident in the passing game that the Ravens can do a little bit more, um, this, they've really run the ball pretty well the last two weeks, you know, Kenyon Drake popped off for a nice game against the giants. And I thought, you know, me and banks were sitting there and banks was essentially yelling anytime Kenyon Drake was on the field because the Gus bus had been pretty effective and he was just doing Gus bus things. He was, you know, getting the four yard gains that end up being seven yards because he kind of keeps the legs moving and falls forward. He was very good in the red zone. Um, you know, he, he brought the dimension that he brings and it stinks that JK Dobbins got hurt because we were going to have the ability to kind of see that combination back together that I think has the ability to be very effective as, you know, two guys that um, are a change of pace um, in the running game and, and kind of start to put this Ravens offense with all the pieces together. Um, excited to watch the bus. And we, I, I gotta be honest, I didn't think he would look that good. I, I, I thought we were going to get, maybe six, seven carries, maybe not even that many. And and Drake was going to kind of carry the load, but clearly they clearly maybe he's been ready for a couple weeks because he looked good. Like he looked, he looked ready to go. I mean, even the first, I remember the, I think the first like three or four carries, I was like, I mean, this is not, this guy doesn't look very different. And he looks huge, just absolutely huge. He sh- he shredded like he I mean, he looks like a, a created running back in Madden, like just yeah. ripped. And I think th- I think I read that he had what, 16 carries. I think it was something yeah, around there for like 91. I think they said J.K. Dobbins has never had 16 carries um, in a Ravens uniform, which, again, it's not they're completely yeah. different backs. But you would think that, you know, at some point that, you know, I, th- th- that Dobbins would get that. But someone was saying how, you know, like it's kind of surprising, which, again, like. This guy is what, I mean, he hasn't played in, it's been eight, 18 months, 19 months or whatever. Yeah, and, I mean, he was drafted in 20. He he was third on the depth chart behind Ingram and Gus for most of that year. He came he on closer, late strong, yeah. and then he never mm-hmm. played in 21, so. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, and, and again, they were like, you know, it, it, it was very different with how it seemed like the, the, they handled Dobbins and Edwards like Edwards again, like I have him in fantasy and I, I needed a running back this week. And I was like, I'm not going to start him. He may get 
five, six carries, you know, maybe. Mm -hmm. And then right away, it's like, well, fuck that one up. Um, but yeah, I mean, he looked, he looked awesome. He looked shot out of a cannon, um, ready to go. And, and someone was just being like, I wonder what the hell the difference was between him and Dobbins. Like, because again, it's like they handled Dobbins with kid gloves ever since they, they, they brought him back. And with Gus, it was like, nah, man, you're good. Like, go. It was the opposite as they were rehabbing. It's like, mm-hmm. ah, JK is going to be back soon. We're going to wean him back in Gus. He's not ready. We're just, you know, we're just going to hope that he comes back later this season. And then they just throw him out there. He ran for more carries and he ran more effectively than I think anybody could have imagined. Yeah. And, and you're right. Cause they kept saying the word like, you know, later this season. And when I hear that, I'm like, okay, week nine, 10, 11, like right when the weather starts to get cold and in November, which again is like, that's the prime that's Gus bus. That's tractor Cito. That's those, the time when you need those big running backs to bowl guys over. And then, yeah, right away. It's like, Nope, here he is. He's, he's, he's healthy. He's playing. Oh, by the way, he's going to get a brunt of the carries and he's going to, you know, look awesome. So Yeah, great sign to see. It's a, awesome. it's a, I think it's a huge. I think it's a huge development. It's an absolutely huge development. It's a huge development. Um, I, now we'll I don't see know how much wanna, they're obviously what they want. Go ahead. I don't know how much their hand was forced just by J.K. going down, where they were just like, "Let her rip." But then again, in the fourth quarter, they kind of pulled the strings back a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I understand once you get to the sixteen carries, it's like, ah, we don't really. Had no plans to get him close to 20, and he's approaching that. I understand they want yeah. to kind of reel off of that, but god damn, do we he didn't need look that like game a guy that so needed bad. To I know he didn't look like a guy that needed to be on a pitch count when Dobbins debuted this year. He looked like a guy that needed to be on a pitch count. Like at times, it just I didn't necessarily see the explosiveness. The Gus bus looked the same in the fourth quarter when he got carries the beginning as he did in the first quarter. So that was the most encouraging sign to me. He didn't seem like he wore down throughout the game. It's almost like mm-hmm. Dobbins has gotten these this work at the beginning, and maybe they're seeing him wear down throughout the game. By the way, I think his this is not some <laughs> fire take. His durability is officially a gigantic concern. Uh, I, at this point, I mean, this guy is pretty injury prone. Um, so that's that's sad to see because he he is just not staying on the field right now. And obviously, one was a hugely devastating injury, but. Um, good to have the Gus bus back. Hopefully he and Kenyon Drake can continue to make some magic. Mike Davis, absolute milk carton. Guy doesn't really play at this point. Um, and Justice Hill until the fumble brought, brought some nice things to the table. He continues to show some burst and you just got to hold on to the football in that spot. Uh, I, I remember thinking when he, cause he cut outside and then he planted and he, he had a run like this earlier and he cut it back. But when he, I, I remember thinking right before he fumbled, like that's a great run. Like, Again, he was going one way, planted his foot completely reverse field and cut it up. And it's like, that's a good, that's a hell of a run. And then he just got it punched out. So again, I mean, he's, I, I thought he was going to be a milk carton guy, Justice Hill. Cause again, it's like the only thing he, that he really contributed was special teams, but he's, he, he's sides for the fumble. You know, I thought he's looked, he's looked good this year too, but so yeah, the, the durability with JK, it's, it's gotta be a talking point. And is he, was he a vegan? Not that a thing? Can't trust a guy who just doesn't have, you know, meat, you know, protein in his diet. I think that was a thing. I don't know. Marlon always, I think Marlon was always spouting off in the locker room on Instagram about him. I think. I don't think it lasted very long, which is but, how it always goes when those guys do it. True, 
True. Um, real quick too, by the way, you know who, and we talked about it after um, we recorded on Sunday a little bit. Um, I didn't realize one of the guys who wasn't, who conveniently couldn't come to the uh, 10 year celebration. Oh yeah. We know it's, it's Bernard Pollard. <laughs> yeah. I showed that to Dylan at some point. I was like, yeah, I mean, of course he's at home. Of course. Yeah. He's going to keep ducking Lamar. <laughs> like, of course he is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought that was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I am. If, if there's one invite that didn't get sent out, I think so Harbaugh. You know what? Besides the guys that weren't, besides the guys that were playing, it was what Pollard. There was a list somewhere. Somebody had it. Like Kerry Williams like, there. I think Osamale wasn't there for the pregame and made it by half. Or Jimmy Smith wasn't there for the pregame and made it by halftime. And maybe Osamale wasn't there. And he like, I think he like said on Twitter that he couldn't make it or something. He had like just there, had another workout, I think, with the Raiders, right? Yeah, he's kind yeah, of in the he, mix on getting back out there. So, yeah. Oh yeah, so uh, Jimmy Smith, the pregame Jimmy Smith, which is weird. He maybe got second draft. Jimmy Smith, Bernard Pollard, uh, Colegio Semele, Michael Orr. Michael Orr try also trying to still play, or did he announce his retirement? I think he's been done for I a while. Think he's been yeah, long retired. Like yeah, thirty six. Yeah, you would think. Yeah, yeah, he's been out for. Six years. <laughs> That's weird. He he could have been a guy that I would have thought was just hanging on to like uh, the back of a team, and you just didn't know what team he was on. That would not if he was still in the NFL. It would not have shocked me, to be honest. I think it would have shocked me. I think we don't yeah. see eye in that. Yeah. After after we we both we all saw him play for our teams, and I forgot. That's right. He played for the Titans right yeah. after us, and I think yeah. he got flushed out pretty quick there. Yeah, he was like a big like he was good for one like drive killing holding penalty like a half. Like, oh, finished it by, yeah, there finished we go. Finished it by finished it by failing a physical in 2017. That's how you should go out. Yeah. Who, who did he? Who did he play for after the hey, Titans? Mike. Panthers. Panthers. That's, I yeah. want to say Panthers. Yeah. yeah, with Tory, I think the same time. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> oh, Michael Orr. Any other thoughts on this uh, on this game Thursday? Uh, I was just thinking, like usually, you know, a Lamar, and you said it earlier, like a Lamar Brady matchup primetime matchup would have juice and there is just nothing. have you guys seen the spread on this game i have not no taylor what do you think it is ravens by three eric um bucks minus two and a half mm, that's a wide range and i well, think I, I just i just think them being on the road Ravens. Close to the middle, yeah. Uh, Ravens minus one and a half. Yeah, where we're at here. So it's, I think, I think it's a real interesting Ravens. one. I think Vegas loves the Ravens too. And I think they see value in the fact, okay, they're four and three, but they could be six and one. They, I mean, besides Sunday, they tend to outgain. They tend to, I mean, their yards per play is, is far better than what they're giving up defensively. There's a lot of like deep statistics that are kind of telling as to, you know, who has future success. If you look at the futures, the the Ravens are tied with the 49ers for fourth shortest Super Bowl odds. I mean, they're still right up there. Um, and that's for a team that's in the tougher conference. They're going to have a tougher road to get to the Super Bowl and win it than some of the other teams on the other side. So um, Vegas is still high in the Ravens. And if Vegas is high in the Ravens, maybe we shouldn't be all up in arms the way that we are. It's always worth trusting Vegas. 
Vegas. You ever been to Vegas? I've been to Vegas. Same. Been to Vegas? Vegas. It's an inside joke. So that's such an inside joke right there. You've been to Vegas already? I'm not. Sheesh. I'm not. Total shame. Uh, one of these days, we'll, we'll pull up a stool and we'll talk about Vegas. Yeah. Another another quick just talking point is. Oh, sure. Go ahead. We've got an. I mean, it's good. Another good um, wide receiver secondary matchup. Godwin and Evans versus uh, versus. Peters we got to talk and, about uh, the Mike Evans drop on Sunday. It, I mean, it, do they awful. win the game if he catches that? Probably. That, it's because it was the Panthers awful. at that point, and that was early in the game. That, they, that, that was, was like, there was like thirteen minutes left in the first quarter. Yeah, if they just go up seven nothing on a deep pass, that game maybe goes very very differently. Yeah, you're going like, all right, here we go again. He they. Did I you think see I read the Zay Jones Hail Mary? Who is it? At the end of the first half, the Zay Jones Hail Mary. Oh, yeah. Right I, I, his hands. I, thought, I was watching it. I thought he was out of bounds. I thought that's why he, was he might have like, been. Uh, I don't know. That's what I assumed because I was just like, oh, he's kind of, you know, whatever. Like he played it very like, oh, I dropped it. It went through my hands, whatever. But I think I read that the Mike uh, Evans drop, he had like 10.5 yards of separation. <laughs> it's like, that's insane. He had 30 feet on on his on the cornerback and he just, just very good dropped ball. it just dropped it i mean that's that's tough but yeah I mean, you know godwin i think uh, my guess is it'll be what godwin and and peters probably if they're playing man and marlin and uh marlin and mike i feel like they might put hamilton or, a little bit over top with him yeah, just some yeah, a little more sizable to kind of hang out in mike evans space physical guy to move him. Yeah. and i i'm excited though I, th- I think that's a good um it's a good matchup and it's a big matchup for, um, I guess, who's going to be, you know, Queen watching Fournette out of the backfield. Because, I mean, they like to throw to Fournette a lot. So, it's it's you're going to get a lot of the, the linebacker matched up versus the running back. And, and Fournette's, I mean, he's a big dude, our, our co-worker. He's not, a, he's, not a, he's not an easy guy to take down. So, I don't know. They're, they're, those are my kind of like, I'm interested to see how, the, how that works. So. Yeah, the Ravens defense, I thought really came alive after the first, the you know, when, you know, Cleveland kind of just takes it down and scores. I thought after that, the Ravens defense had a really solid day. Other than, other than, you know, I thought they could have, you know, put the game away late in a little bit of, I mean, obviously the final drive they did. I thought they, they let the, the Browns do some things before putting it away, but that's, that's super nitpicky and, and harsh. Um, but the, I, I think there's something started. I think they're starting to find it a little bit defensively, like even against the giants. Yes. They, you know, they, they probably could have done a better job in some places in that game. But I think, I think maybe that's ends up being the Ravens call. If there, maybe it just ends up being whatever one in Baltimore wants to be anyway, defense and run the ball 47 times. So maybe that's what they'll end up just having to do. And everyone, everyone will be thrilled. All the pound, the rock people are going to be, <laughs> absolutely dying in the tailgates are going to be so excited waiting to watch the Ravens run it 65 times and, you know, play like a Raven defense. Totally, total yards allowed the last four weeks, 326, 291, 238, 336. I mean, there's, there's some good numbers in there defensively <laughs> in today's NFL. That's a pretty good job. And they force a takeaway in every game too. 
I don't. Uh, we, you know, we did not. T- I don't remember if we talked about it in the incident analysis. I gave it the credit it, it was due. The Calais Campbell strip was Oof. sensational for a guy that big and that old. What a play. I mean, just ridiculous. Just flew through the air to make the strip. TV angle. So I, I embedded that play in my blog and it just like didn't pop on the TV replay. But the stadium replays from the end zone view and from the sky cam view and all that stuff, like, man, that's six foot eight, 36 year old guy just flying through and whacking a ball out of quarterback's hands. What a guy. And I, I automatically assume that he was the one who blocked that kick, by the way. That's I mean, just it's like a good assumption to it's make. It's either him or Brent Urban, and it's like, oh, one of those two. I'm blocked it, I'm sure, and it was wrong. <laughs> I, you got to think of like kickers are starting to like think about that when those guys are there. I mean, I know you can't, but like in the back of your mind, like subconsciously, it's like you got a couple six nine guys who just jump up and swat shit. And with, their, I mean, I was thinking too, like with their wingspan. I mean, if if Calais has his hands up and he's jumping, is he touching? 10 and a half, 11 feet. No, not 11. He's not that. He's not like a, he's got to be up around 10, maybe. Are you asking if Clyde Campbell can dunk? Well, like, like if he has his hands up and is blocking a field goal, how high are his hands getting? Oh, are you talking about like standing back at the uprights and trying to swat it? No, 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 no. Like, like on the (laughs) line blocking, like engaged. And then at the kick is leaping up and putting his hands up. Yeah, he's probably getting somewhere up in that range. Like 10? Yeah, like I, yeah. he's not he's not tomahawking it. Yeah, he's not tomahawking yeah. it like behind the head mailman dunk or anything. But yeah, like, I mean, I if, if has to him be and Urban can there. time the jump well and even like try to – there's you can kind of get a little leverage off a blocker if he mm-hmm. pushes you in the right spot and you time it well. Like, Isn't that yeah, the he leap? be way up there. Isn't that the, the rule, the leverage, the leaping? You can't. You can't you know leverage yourself but if you're up in the air and they block you like i don't know Mm -hmm. we're kind of in the weeds on this one here yeah it's it's another it's a logistical thing yeah to talk about the to put the some of the offensive numbers into context like you did with the defense as i you know have my articles open that i do before uh so for mr zarebeck who obviously does good work for the athletic the Ravens are averaging just 20 and a half points and 320 yards over their past four games after averaging 33 and 380 their first three. It's not a good trend. It's not a good yeah. trend. Um, so we'll see if they can rebound. As you said, RDT, it's a good defense. So we'll be uh we'll be interesting to see. It's not as if the Browns have you know played outstanding defense. Bailey Zappi destroyed them. So, you know, it's not like they were some lockdown. I know they have some they have some talent there, but is is Clowney on the save. Browns? Is he ninety on the Browns? Is, is he is on the Browns? Okay, I thought so. I couldn't remember, and I know he. I, I don't he sack, really remember. Yeah, I don't. For some reason, don't remember him playing in the game. But I, they, it's so they, weird. When it's the only thing that's different about what I. You know, I don't watch it. Go to a ton of games. I'm now going to two games this year. First of all, two things. As Bankston, the Ravens have an incredible amount of angles in the in-stadium production. I mean, it's just so good. Like, it's just so good. The screens are obviously tremendous, but the the amount of angles they have is, and the way they, it's just, they do a very good job. The second is like, we, I, when you don't see them like feature players or go ISO on players like on TV, you got to like forget guys are in the game sometimes. Like, I know you're like hearing PA and you're watching yourself, but like when you're up, you know, banks of seats, 
are, are up there in the upper deck. Like I'm, I'm just like not used to perceiving the game from that place. Just like, like I noticed things that I normally didn't notice. And I, I went the other way where things that I'm like more in tune to, I had it. It's just a different perspective watching a game. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of interesting as I, I watch on TV most of the time. Like you see, it's it's like watching all twenty two during the game. So you have such a better idea of how yeah. plays are developing when you're up there, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Like you don't get that on TV. Like watching this is such an obvious, but I just it was just a different look for me. Like watching from up there and watching like the route trees sort of develop is just different than when you're watching on TV. You can't see it. it's the same when I watch Maryland like the, press the ball box. down like, the sideline to Duvernay. Like Lamar lets go of it, and I'm like. Ooh, the coverage is kind of decent there, but the ball is just so good, and you just kind of see the dots connect there. Yeah, I tell you what, the, Bro, those on seats TV, up there, surprise where that's going. Yeah, that's a terrible vantage point to watch. To a Tungavailoa light you up in the fourth quarter, though, yeah, when you just see the guys understand. wide open downfield before the even the, the people at home can, it's it's pretty devastating. Yeah, yeah. that's not fun. It was a bad view for the the Nick Chubb run like three, four years ago that I always talk about Mm -hmm. with the Earl Thomas just coming straight to the sideline and giving up on the play. Like (laughs) just brutal. You can, you see all that unfold. It's, it's tough. Ravens need some safety depth. You think they maybe go after Earl? You get the characters up there up up top too. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Real fan Dan leaving early. Real fan Dan popped the top like 16 times. We popped the top before kick. He's losing it. <laughs> they inducted him into like the, I don't know what it was. The Ravens. It was like, well, that was something. like the, we chant, we chant the name of the team hall of fame. Like wild Bill Hagee got put on the board. Also they did that during the opening kickoff. The opening kickoff just happens as real fan. It was while he's still like, going. The ball's was, in the air. <laughs> I, I turned and they started doing the boom, boom, to elicit the defense chant. And I'm like, have we kicked the ball off? Because I'm staring at the Jumbotron watching real Fan Dan twirl his shirt around. I'm like, that's not a great – that was the worst thing they did the whole game. Real Fan Dan's got to be done. It. Let us watch the football game for the kickoff. Is he like Fireman Ed? Get Is him off gonna, the board. You got to get him out of there soon? Oh, no. I, I I can't have much of a real Fan Dan take. I don't go to enough games. So I, I can't. Well, you don't go to enough I, games with the with the with the regular, well, the common folk. That's true. I did tell Banks that I, I will be I will be migrating back towards the suite for my next Ravens parents. I want you know, I, I I had enough time up with my nose, please. That's just you know, I have a reputation to uphold. Not not blue collar enough. Uh, I, you know, I, I, you know. Assuming I, I'm assuming I was up with all your Dundalk people. I was gonna say, you know, <laughs> you know, who's up there in the 500. <laughs> Well, with Donnie, within, and I've sat up there. I've sat in three games. That's that's obviously a, a joking take, but the we're up there for ten minutes, me and Banks, and some guy almost just stumbles down and like takes out three oh, people yeah. in the rows below him. That was like it was it was that was five minutes into the game. It like, was so early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was so early. He almost early. took a serious spill. He's like not a small stars. guy either. Like it, it would have been. We had a great dude to our left though. Just yelling, you gotta block somebody, O line. You gotta block somebody. He was cheering that for position awesome. groups. It was awesome. Position <laughs> groups. Position. Add on a add on a hat. He was a All big right, O-line. Be there, linebacker. Be there. Be there. <laughs> he did he he did one like on the, on the on the first Browns rushing touchdown. He did the like, oh, we're there, we're there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was also like one of the like 
Nick Chubb walked in. Like, walked yeah. in. Walked. He was like, we got yeah. that covered. Oh, not a easy. Just strolls into the end zone. It was so funny. So funny. We also had some clowns around us, too. That Whoever was behind us was just – that guy he's was He's the worst. It was the first nothing. game I've, I've had him there at the same time I was there, and he's just awful. There's nothing worse than sitting in front of – I sat at an Orioles game in front of some, like – he had to be 17-year-old high school kid being like, oh, I could hit this. He was with his parents, and he's like, his release point's all off. I could hit this guy. I could fuck – I could – smoked this kid and i like, turned around he was wearing like a spalding jv baseball shirt and i was like what are you talking about get the hell out of here there's nothing worse than sitting next to someone like that in front of behind whatever it's awful that was bad we don't have announcers yet right oh i guess we do never mind so we do we have thursday yeah, we absolutely have announcers we absolutely have announcers but yeah, it was it was a different experience watching watching i hadn't, I hadn't watched a game i hadn't watched a game in the upper deck since the titans playoff game which I, you know was different credit, experience than credit to me for not asking about some of the plays you were talking about from up in that angle. Yeah, yeah, hmm. whatever. <laughs> Orioles, uh, they are bringing back the whole coaching staff in 2023. Thoughts? We're we're getting the <laughs> the confirming rocks confirming of the. That's my favorite. Is like. I've also worked to confirm this. All the B reporters. Yeah, especially the guy who works for the, the company that works for the Orioles. Yeah. <laughs> Which, Hard-hitting reporting. Much yeah, love bring, the Rock. Bring him back. I do like Rock. I had, I had some good conversations with Rock at the yard this year. We should have him on. I think he would be fun to have on. I, his his yeah. position is very interesting to me. Covering the team for the, the team-owned broadcaster is an interesting spot. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that I would have, I would love to know like what the directive is there. I've, I've always wondered that. You have to like, talk to is, him about he, his, does, his. Go on. No, I was saying, does he get carte blanche to say what he wants, or does he feel? I guess maybe he wouldn't say that. I, I have no idea. That would be interesting. I, See, that's why I want him on. I would guess. I, want him on. I would guess not. But we have to. By we the way, ask him about his. We uh, haven't talked about Masson on the show in a long time. So good for Masson. We at one yeah. point were on a streak where we talked about Mass in like 12 straight shows, and I we were just taking him to the cleaners. <laughs> well, that's when time. there was we haven't no there was no Oriole stuff to talk about. It was like, Masson oh, like is, shit on is, but they have Masson they, is Mike died. Trout's biggest fan. <laughs> they've yeah, they he really he really really are. Uh, those are neck and neck. They really did do some things right though. I thought that they got the broadcast team pretty right this year, and I thought mm-hmm. that the streaming thing continues to be horrible. But like, what else is there to say about that? They need to travel. They you know. They traveled, so they got that back together. I think Kevin Brown's great, so they they have that going for him. They have like a play by play guy that opens around for a while, which is good, and seems to really love it. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing; he doesn't seem transactional in that role. And I think Ben McDonald has grown into a guy that is fun to listen to night to night. Yeah, I, I'm really I'm really high on him. I I could I I've talked to him about coming on, so I'm working on that. I've oh, already put some, I would love that. I've already put some plans in place to uh, shot out some DMs and tried to get some. Some stuff like I would down. love to talk some college baseball with him too. That'd be awesome. He's that so good on cool. college baseball. I, I feel like though that would be one that we would have to do in person. That would be an awesome. Well, we're not going down. To so Louisiana, good. He's probably got he see he just seems like such a good storyteller. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to I'd yeah, like to I run think into that, him. That's the thing. There more. was just less to complain about against Mass. And I think that they're I think that the pre and post just doesn't have a lot of investment put into it. But I don't think the people doing it are bad. I think they do a nice job. They just mm-hmm. they didn't they've kind of tri- have cut the knees out a little bit on the shoulder programming, but 
I hope they reinvest in that if the team is good. Like I hope that there is, I hope Masson, if the team gets good, throws a little bit more into that. Like I, I've heard they are. I've heard they're kind of re, I, I told you guys, I think like re, just redoing a lot of their stuff. They're going to have more original programming and stuff like that. So yeah, they got it. Yeah. A little, little more, little more pregame would be nice as well. Like just give me something to turn on it. Like I don't even know what they did this year. Yeah, like they, they did like a little show, but it's again, it was yeah, they, like, a lot of me, it was like we're gonna cut to this guy in the DraftKings, you know, studio, and yeah, well, like they're doing stuff that. I don't have to pay for, but like you know, give me something at six o'clock that I can kind of sink my teeth into, like when I'm coming, I'm sitting eating dinner, and that gets me to watch the game as opposed to like waiting. Yeah, we'll we'll get to we'll have a mass and when Masson announces all their plans in like January December, we'll. Do a full Masson breakdown. Not much other Orioles to talk about. Cedric Mullins and Ramon Urias uh, nominated for Gold Gloves. Final, excuse me, finalists for Gold Gloves, which is nice to see. That's that was. I mean, that was the big one. And it's like I could get why people don't get upset about Gold Gloves, and I tried not to. But like Mateo not getting named a finalist is is pretty insane. Like he was arguably the best defender and in, in, in at shortstop in the league. Adley probably should have been, but I mean, there were, there were miscues all over like it, it Rawlings Bay MLB, the, the managers, whoever does it, I think did an awful job, but again, I'm it's whatever. Like if Ramon wins one, that would be great. If Cedric wins it, it'll be cool. But like Mateo definitely should have been there. Manny not being named a finalist is kind of weird. Juan Soto is awful and he got named a finalist. So there, there was a bunch of stuff, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's about it. And, now we can I ask a potentially stupid question. The World Series. Who, who determines the finalists for the Gold Glove? Is that a is that a coaches voted award? I I think I read that the coaches have input on it. I, I that's got to be an interesting award to get nominees for because, like you said, Manny Machado by talent is got to be one of the best third basemen in the game every single year. But is there like a Stat that holds him out or whatever, like or his defensive run like, or, or, or do people don't like him or something? You know, whatever. I don't know what it is. I don't. I don't know because I mean, it always like I tweet because I was tweeting about it, and I mean, there's a couple famous cases. Obviously, Jeter won a handful of them, and he's well known as a bad defender. There was a year Cal Ripken. Cal Ripken, I think, set the record for most. He had three errors in a season, and it was something else where he like went like. 145 straight games without an error and he didn't get he didn't win a, a gold glove and then you have Rafi Palmeiro who played 28 games at first base and won a gold glove like I I don't know what goes into it how it's changed from then but yeah I, I don't know I and I floated out the theory that maybe Boris I because Carlos Correa got named to finals he should not have been named a finalist and I was like oh well it's because Scott Boris is his agent He's going to be a free agent this year. So now he can add gold glove finalists to his resume and, you know, pump in, get a, get a couple more extra bucks added to his contract. You think Elias and Boris are already talking for Correa? I mean, yeah. If Correa wants to play like second or something like that, well, I mean, well, maybe he can be well. a utility infielder if he wants. Judge will be fourth outfielder. Could he DH? You know. Yeah, sure. If he wants to. Yeah. Could do that. I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm not too, I don't know. If he wants, who to do come, you want? Who do you want? I want Carlos. I want Carlos Rodon. Preliminary discussion. Okay. I want Carlos okay. Rodon. I think he would be a perfect, perfect guy for the rotation. Um, He's going to cost a lot of money, but, and I don't think the Orioles are going to pay that this year, but I don't know. Thanks. Who's one, who's one guy that you, have you, 
looked into and i i'm not saying like judge or Degrom or anyone like that you know but is there someone that you're i haven't for? really surveyed who's out there to be honest correa bogarts trey turner is another guy that a lot but again i don't think the Orioles are going to go in that direction like a no. trey turner i would love it but i don't think it's going to happen too. i don't know rodon is the guy that for me that i'm like trey I would, turner would be fun trey turner would be fun a, a, a middle infield fun. of like trey turner at short and mateo at second that's that's sexual or other way around gunner at third oh oh mm. daddy like yeah daddy like i think starting pitching is kind of where i'm looking at just just one good dependable ending eating you know maybe high threes era type of guy you know just somebody to kind of like a veteran presence yeah I don't know who that person is. Verlander is going to probably cost 20, 25 million. As long as he keeps his. Here are some, here, here are some guys. Brother here, I'm going to throw some names out to you guys, and then we'll, we'll move to the starting five draft. Nathan Ivaldi. I think hmm. I saw that he yeah, would. Ivaldi. He I always say that name wrong. But. 20, like 20 million. I don't know if I want to spend 20 million on Ivaldi. Jameson Tyone. He doesn't do it for me. Noah Syndergaard. I I would take Noah. I think I would be okay with Noah. You, we assume they'll pick up the option for Lyles. I really hope so because I think I I hope that because it's only eleven million bucks. <laughs> Dylan Bundy. Can, nah. <laughs> but with with bring him with, back with Lyles, it's like I think you pick him up. I think you pick him up regardless. And again, you have him. And again, you, you, the the idea is you pick up a you know at least other guys, two or three other guys. And if you need to trade him in the middle of the year, you can trade him again. Eleven million dollars. No one's going to scoff at that contract. Um, I think I think you do it in a heartbeat. I think he was he was awesome this year. I, I think he he really brought a lot in the pitching staff. The guys liked him, and and you know he helped them a lot. I think he was exactly what they needed. But you know, again, I, he can't be your. Your your only addition to the rotation from from you what about know. Corey Kluber? I I would take Corey Kluber. I, I, would I wouldn't hate that. The money's going to be on that one. Yeah, I mean, if he you know a you know, it's obviously not going to be a big money deal, but I would take that. God, is, is this a shit bumping at Gillette? Um, one more one more Bears touchdown, and I I think we're well on our way. Adam Wainwright kind of had a good year. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, but he's not I a guy who's. Oh no, no, no! I'm just saying. I was just going. So they, uh, the list I have has them ordered by WAR. Oh yeah, um, of guys that could potentially be free agents. So like Carl Schurman has to opt out. Aaron Nola is a club option, whatever. And it's mm-hmm. Rodon, Aaron Nola, Kershaw, Degrom, Evaldi, yeah. Adam Wainwright, Chris Bassett, Tyler Anderson, Verlander, Sonny Gray, Kyle Gibson, Corey Kluber, and the list goes on and on. Bassett's another guy that I that I would be that I would like the Orioles to. Look into just go and, get the just go okay. get the Grom. Do it. Put your balls on the table. Just put your balls on the table. Just go do it. I'm starting that narrative. All right, let's get to the starting the, five draft. The oh, Grom more. Trying to come up with nope. something. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, and I'm the guy that's, I, that's and I'm and I'm the guy that typed Fiend sticks Arizona into a tweet. Um, so I know bad. I know bad city editions. Uh, starting five draft presented by Fed Thrill. Fed Thrill sunglasses. Buy them, twenty percent off with the promo code Exit Fifty Two. 
Um, by the way, do not like it is bit do not like the cold. It has been nicely warm the last few days. Uh um, sixty-five tomorrow. We're hanging on by thread here. We got daylight really savings are. coming in like 10 days. Yep. I like how the, the Fed Thrill ad read always just makes me start talking about the weather. Every single week <laughs> I start talking about the weather. Yep. <laughs> it's like I'm making small talk with, with two, two people I talk to for two hours every week in person and then on text every day. <laughs> hey, guys, what do you think about the weather the last week? Sick. Um, all right. It's spooky season. Spooky season. So we're doing worst Halloween candies. Um, apparently, because, you know, America's falling apart at the seams, your daughter's already done some trick-or-treating, even though Halloween isn't for like 17 days. So that's good no, to hear. No, no, no. It was a, a, a spooky <laughs> walk, which I think they wanted to get out of the way. This last weekend was like a big weekend for like Halloween festivals and stuff like that, because I think there are people who are going to be trick or treating, which is crazy this weekend when it's not even Halloween because it's on a, you know, they're going to want to go Saturday or Sunday. It's their Saturday. They want to go. Yeah. Our neighborhood's like, hell no, we're Monday. Like, so are you guys doing hand turkeys tomorrow and Valentine's day cards on Wednesday? No. What do you, it's, it's, <laughs> Hey, if her daycare is like, here, we're going to, we're going to do this after school. So then you guys can have the next two weekends free. Like, absolutely. The next weekend free. Is the yeah. Easter egg hunt next Thursday? Yes, that is. No, no, actually, we're Greek Easter. So we're, we're later than than the normal Easter. So that's, uh, oh, that's wow. So it'll be it'll be like it'll be like November 2nd. Yeah, a little. Yeah, mm. right around then. Uh, well, we're doing worst. We're doing worst Halloween candies. We've done a candy draft in the past. We've not done worst Halloween candies. Uh, last week was fun. We did the. The game show draft. Uh, and by the way, Banks, me and RDT were talking about before you jumped on that um, we're thinking about a guilty pleasure song draft for next week. Mostly yeah. guilty, we, guilty like pleasure. We talked about that somewhat yeah, handful of guilty, times. Just not guilty pleasure, like teen, teeny bobber songs, which. We could maybe do forty rounds. I was gonna I, say we don't. That's we don't all even, I listen to. So we don't have to record it. Like we can just. Yeah, dude, we, we can just go. go. Like we can just talk. The amount, of, and... the amount of yeah, we could just do that. Yeah, we don't even do that on the podcast. We could just do that together. Um, the amount of Demi Lovato songs that are gonna be in play on that draft for me. I mean, it's the whole discography is really. Not the whole discography, some are not. I mean, she just released like an emo rock album. None of those songs are gonna be involved, but uh did you forget? All right. Um <laughs> Banks, you have the first pick, RDT, you have the second pick, and I have the third pick. So Bonks, start it off. Nana Laffy Taffy, worst pick. Uh, I was waiting. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting. Yeah. I was, yeah. What else shocked. am I gonna take here? Yeah, no, that... it's predictable, but it's it's got to be taken first overall. Just a trash candy. I I've got room in my heart for Laffy Taffy. Strawberry is a fire flavor. There's some other decent flavors in the mix there, but banana, come on, like we're gonna. I, th- in my head, this is an overrated candy draft. Just its existence and the fact that people like it's it just needs to be called out. Just banana Laffy Taffy is just it's trash. It's trash. It's crumb bum candy. It stinks. It stinks. It's the stinks. worst pick in the history of the starting five draft. No, no. I agree to disagree. There's not much to be said. It's a great pick, Banks. It's what stinks. I would have taken. Thank you. Thank you. RDT. 
I there's so many here. Um, bu -bu -bum. I'm gonna take. I'm just gonna take mounds. I think mm -hmm. mounds are awful. I, I, mounds I don't stink. I couldn't tell you the last time I had one. Coconut sucks. Like they were ones where like during Halloween, if I saw it in my bucket or, or pillowcase or whatever, I just like take it out and throw it in the people's yard. Like don't even want it. Mounds, mounds are terrible. Yeah, like terrible. Would be a real shame if your dog ate it in the morning, lady. Thanks for not. Like, let's let's be honest. And there's gonna be a lot of picks on this draft. Sorry to cut you off. There's gonna be a lot of picks on this draft that are like this. You're an asshole if you're giving out mounds for Halloween. Yeah, you're just a yes. jerk. Like you're just you're bad. You're just a bad person to 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 with in good faith hand a child mounds to <laughs> a enjoy coconut on their yeah. Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's disgusting. Like if you, if, if you want to like mounds, if there are people out there that like mounds, that's fine. I disagree with you, but that's fine. But if you're going to give that to young impressionable children who just want to go out and have a good time and eat some candy after and look at their hall with their friends as you know, we try to keep society together by a thread. You are just helping bring society down by sticking mounds into their bag. Laffy Taffy, a little more acceptable just because in general, Laffy Taffy is not awful, but that specific brand of Laffy Taffy, sir, what if that gets mixed up in the mix of other Laffy Taffy, that's fine. But Mounds is just like, you're just, you're just a bad person. I'm just, that's just that it has to be said. I couldn't have said it better myself. And in the same vein, my two picks, you're also a bad person if you give these out and maybe you guys will disagree. I think these are two easy, easy picks. Candy corn stinks. Horrible. Horrible candy. Bad, bad. And somebody I think might have had that as an honorable mention in the good candy draft, and I eviscerated it. That candy stinks. And then Tootsie Rolls, also terrible. Oh. Get those out of here. Mm. I wanted Tootsie Rolls pretty bad. It's I, I, I'm I, with you hard on I that. I like Tootsie Rolls. I like them. That's the least shocking thing I've heard today. That you like to <laughs> I, I am the candy corn defender. I don't love candy corn. There was a I mean, time in my fine. life where I did enjoy it. I I think it catches a little bit of a bad rap. I think it's you bad. can't you just you just it's there's a general feeling as you get older, like too much sugar. It's like I just can't do it. Ugh. Um, nothing encapsulates that feeling of like that is just straight sugar and it just is too sweet and it's just too much. Can't, that's what candy corn is. It exists mm -hmm. to drive that point home. Yeah, both I just don't like. I think Tootsie Rolls are irredeemable. I don't know what's good about them. I, I like the flavored ones, too. They have the vanilla ones, and they have the, like, strawberry ones. Those are good. I I, I like them. I'm a, I'm a candy corn, again, I'm fine with that. Like, if I'm at a party, if I'm at a Halloween party, and there's a bowl sitting there, like, I'll grab a handful. But, like, I'm not going out of my way to 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 make sure i i get candy corn if i'm you know out somewhere or whatever but i get it yeah there's a, Already there's a stigma with it i get it um i'm gonna follow I was thrilled this, to get both of those i'm gonna follow this one up um this is kind of uh, this one goes like hand in hand with mounds it's almond joy get it out yeah. get it out of my face couldn't tell you the difference between them really um same like packaging they're they're like they're literally just like brother and sister i think but they're just both awful awful candies and taylor i mean you could just repeat banks if you when you're editing this if you just want to copy and paste taylor's monologue about mounds into this part 
Yeah, no, I'm 100% with you. And I had both of those very high on my board. Almonds, Almond Joy, Almond, Mound, Coconut, um, mm. both trash ingredients in a candy that just shouldn't exist. And yeah. I like, and I like app, other applications of almonds and coconuts, just horrible in both of these applications. It's, and yeah, it's something about so like the packaging. The packaging oh, is yeah. awful. I think well, that's, that's the ugly part. packaging. Both yeah. have ugly packaging. They yeah. look like you look at those in the package before you even open them and you're like, these are bad. These you have go, to be bad. There's no way that they're good. You look that's at Dundalk candy packaging and you're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> come on. Uh, you look at Reese's packaging and you're like, oh, yes. Yeah, careful. Yes. That's, yes. My mom that's very like, much that's... enjoys a Mounds bar. She would never give it to children, though. Okay, I I do I think it's an I think it's an 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 older person like candy like oh for sure yeah like because they're stuck at the bottom of the of the bowl at the end of the night and they're like all right you now now it's our turn to eat the parents yeah I'll throw them out first of all never buy them I I would never buy a variety pack that had them in there yeah I would never like stock them if I was a grocery store never get it cut it off at the at you know, before it even gets out there, we should bring someone uh, the head of the Mounds fan club on this podcast. <laughs> I'd love to know the justification behind those. <laughs> you, you know, I would like that too. Um, but you know what? No, you know what I like doing is having those in there. Like, say they're in there, and like, if there's some dickhead kid who comes up, there you go, buddy. Enjoy. Like a kid who like butts others to get to the front of it's the like line. It's like a weapon. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, you want to do that, or like. You're not going to say trick or treat, something like that. Like, all right, there's some dickhead kids out there that deserve mounds. Let's, yeah. just, let's just be honest about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, can't, way, you, you can't smack them around anymore. So you might as yeah, well. Yeah, you can't some use mounds. a wooden spoon. You can't, you, you know, you can't use a belt anymore. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> by the way, by the way, if you're if you're a trick or treat aged kid that listen to this show, and I'm assuming there's many, <laughs> you have you you have to make sure to say trick or treat before you get candy. That's just the etiquette. Yeah. That's how it's supposed to be done in a civilized society. You say trick or treat. So to all of you out there, heed my message. Heed our wisdom, as guys that trick or treated for a long time back in our day. And now I've got two curb scenes in my head now to just where the cops are explaining to Larry, well, well, you offer trick or treat. <laughs> Next time I suggest you just <laughs> give them a treat. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Larry with Almond Joy, he's just doing jury duty and he's explaining if a crime has ever happened to him. And he's like, My my cousin once stole an almond joy from me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jim too. Uh, I'm going to go with runts. Talk about a candy that I don't think you see in a not very much in a Halloween type of setting, but this is a candy draft. Um, Talk about candy that you just put your hand out and you insert a quarter and you turn a wheel and it shows up in your hand. Yeah, that is the hallmark of a trash candy. That's it. They're the little fruits, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're they're hard candy. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nobody wants anything to do with that. I don't even know how they package it. I think they would put them in little baggies. Yeah, I think they're in a Halloween setting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, brutal. And then I'm going to take now and later. It's just like a fraudulent, harder starburst. This is a terrible candy. Just like 
you talk like kids go in there and they want to jump into their candy. They want to enjoy it. And they want to down it and they want to move on to the next one. Now and later, right? but nobody got time for that on Halloween night to smash up your, your molars doing that. It's a dentist disaster. You can't no, have I, it. No, I think it's a dentist gold mine. Well, that's also true. That's good. I point. think you want kids eating now. You got to think there, you got to think there's some, there's some conspiracy between the candy cup, between big candy and big dentist. That's got to be something. Yeah. We got to get, um, what's her name? What's Marty's old friend? Holly. Yeah. Bring her on to talk about the effects of candy on, uh, <laughs> that would be an electric show. That would be fun. Yeah. Be <laughs> Holly, if you listen, drop us a line. We'll have you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> RDT. Fireballs. Awful. Sucks. Yep. Get him out. It's a bad, and it's a bad shot, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah I've had, I had a rough run in with Fireball this summer. Um, this summer? I've had enough in 2022, year of oh, our Lord. You're taking Fireball shots, RDT? It was our fantasy draft, and where we do a flip cup game to determine the, the, the order. Um, we do a shot every three rounds. We do a shot if someone repeats a pick. We did. Uh, we also decided to do a shot if the Orioles hit a home run and they hit four home runs that night. So, the beer, the high noon, and the fireball did not go well. It was a rough. It was like the sixth round, and I was like, I got to go outside and pull the trigger real quick. Um, but fireballs, wow, sucks. they're awful. And I like spicy stuff and and like hot stuff, and these are just terrible. I I hate them. Hate them so much. They're just. They're never good. And you always get a like a ton of them too. I just, I was, ugh. I hate them. I, I like cinnamon too, but I, it's, it's, that's a bad, it's a bad flavor for a candy. It's Not an good. awful flavor for a candy. That's a good pick. I am going to take, I'm going to take candy necklaces. Mm, that was the, yeah, mm. I had that. Okay. Candy necklaces are disgusting. In theory, it's not a horrible idea. You just have candy at your disposal around your wrist. But then the candy that you eat on those necklaces is consistently terrible. And then you just have, you're just wearing a wrist. A of wet spin. rope around your neck. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Either around your neck or around your wrist. I mean, <laughs> there's both sizes, but it's disgusting. I mean, the whole thing, the old, I guess when you're a kid, you just don't think about it. No, because you put it all in your mouth and you just eat it all at one time and then you pull the string out. And that candy stinks. That's another one that's keeping dentists in business. Um, (laughs) I'm going to take that first. And then I'm going to take good and plenties. I just don't understand why that's candy. (laughs) Yeah, I had it. I had it up there. The box makes it look like you're buying like Benadryl, like 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 60 Benadryls. It's it's the (laughs) same packaging as Mounds and Almond Joy. It's awful packaging. Yeah, yeah, it's so bad. And those are good and plenties are terrible. And and what is this? Mm. What a bad name for a candy. Also, I looked up the packaging. It just says to try to get people involved. A fat-free candy. Thanks, <laughs> appreciate it. That's yeah, what I'm looking exactly for in my candy. Want. Like if yeah. I'm eating candy, <laughs> I'm you know I'm taking my medicine that it's not fat-free. The yeah. fat-free candy, disgusting. <laughs> Look, it looks like a, it looks like a pills. Like you're getting pills. Yeah, yeah, it really does. If I want to pop pills like candy, I'll take the good stuff. Good, you know, you know where you can go to do that. Okay. Oh boy. Oh my. I got I got to use up on it. Oh my. Jesus. Uh, my turn. All right, let's save him. Oh yeah, it is your turn. Yeah, keep Me? going. I guess. Neko yeah. wafers. It's horrible. What are they? 
I good question. I, awful, no taste. They it like has a Neko wafer though ever been in a can in a in a. This is ends up just being a bad candy strap. But has a neck? I don't think I've ever got a neck away from. I've I've definitely gotten some in like the little like really? oh. like wax packaging. Yeah, that those they're, people should be jailed for giving that yeah. to kids. That's so bad. Yeah, it's they're they're. Just this awful. might be more about parents than kids. This draft. I mean, if you're if you're a person that gives out neck wafers, you should be you should be throwing the clink. That yeah, is just, terrible. just turn your lights off and don't even give anything out. Maximum like, security. Yeah, like go, yeah, go watch a bad movie on on demand and just don't even come to the door. Like, yeah, just, just pretend you're not home. home. Yeah, I, I don't even know what to say. They're go just watch, awful, yeah. awful candy. Go watch Law and Order SVU on USA and just stay away from, <laughs> stay away from my the, the children of America. Thanks. Hmm. I think one of these has to be taken just to kind of throw one in the mix. I'm gonna take Three Musketeers. I think in the realm of those just like candy bars that are the chocolate and you get the, the couple ingredients or whatever, oh, it just brings nothing to the table. It's just airy and there's just nothing really in there that really gets you going here. As I see Zappy through another pick, huh? Was the first pick or? Oh, Anyways, you were wait. That, that happened like three minutes ago. I'm on game cast here. I don't <laughs> yeah, want to put the actual game up because I don't want to screw up my internet. <laughs> um. Three Musketeers. I think in the in the scheme of those types of candy bars, it's the one that there's one other one that I won't say that I think is in the actually yeah there's one other one that that might be kind of neck and neck with it as just the worst of this kind of style and I'm I'm gonna go with Three Musketeers on that. I like I like Three Musketeers. I, I literally, just I'm not it. a big of. I think you put it perfectly of the ones that do what three musketeers is trying to do is clearly the worst i think of like the it's in the like twix type of family and like all of those other ones are just better than three and musketeers. the snickers like, and that yeah. that pairs chocolate with things like yeah milky ways yeah. i like that pick you have another one i do have another one i'm kind of winging it here i i what are some just some shitty candies? I'm gonna take Smarties. Smarties is trash. It's just straight trash. It's chalk. <laughs> it's yeah, chalk. Smarties stinks. You guys always, underdraft, you always have the kids at school. Surprise! Like, it lasted this long. Smush them up and then like inhale them and and blow it out like it's cigarette smoke. Yeah, sick. Yeah. yeah. Guess where those kids live? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get shot. <laughs> Uh yeah, you really are. You really are. You're gonna get absolutely taken out. Spot the lie. <laughs> you better wall it up over there in Glen Burnie. By the yeah. way, we're up on the 500 level, and, and the person doing throw for dough for Marilyn Lottery is from Glen Burnie, and they're like from Glen Burnie, Maryland. And someone behind, just, I don't know if you remember this bank, just goes, "Yeah, Glen Burnie." <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Oh, Ravens games. Yeah. Good pick. Is it me? Me yeah. now? Last one. It is you. One more. Um, yes, I had I had Smarties on there. I'm taking candy buttons. Again, a candy awful, buttons. poor. Oh, like on the little white sheet. Yeah, they come on a. They come on like the yeah. paper. Like disgusting. Yeah. And and disgusting. Like, yeah. I'm not, it's like you're getting. It's like you're getting things to like labels of paper. Yeah. Like 
and like I you, should be getting those at Office Depot. You pick them off, and there's always paper that comes with it. And Disgusting. again, it's just, 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 just a, a repugnant candy. Yeah, repugnant. it's awful, 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 awful. That's like there's that's yeah. a really good pick. I don't even yeah. remember if like each color had a different flavor. It was like red, blue, yellow. But again, you just end up eating so much paper and you're like this. Once is again, jail for the people that put yes. those out. If you're yes. giving that to kids, you should be on law and order SVU. I mean, you if should I, just be. If I'm a parent going through kids candy, I'm throwing that out before they can eat. Like even. I'm not subjecting my kids. I'm, at, I'm looking at you. If I'm you, I'm looking at your daughter and I'm saying, where did you get this? And then I'm confronting the house. Show me the house. Yes. Show me the yeah. house. Walk <laughs> me back to who put you in, to put this put in your bag. Yeah. We're going to find out whose dad is stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And hopefully you're not in a certain area of Baltimore. You probably get taken out. We would not trigger truth there. No, no. Yeah, candy buttons. Presenting <laughs> sponsor is in that area. Well, Come that's on. why I feel safe doing it. I feel okay doing it, you know. Yeah. yeah. We approve of that presenting sponsor. <laughs> it's also just a sh- I mean, this is just hopefully everyone knows <laughs> it's not a shtick, but it's a shtick. Um <laughs> all right, I have one more pick. Um, I just hate these. I don't even know if this is something you really get. I'm taking hot tamales, I think they're disgusting. Yeah, that that was I kind of hand in yeah. hand with the fireball. Right. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah. Which is crazy think, because yeah, I, I love Mike and Ike's, but I yeah, also love. Mike I also and like Ike. Mike, Mike and Ike's. Mike and Ike's, Mike and Ike's catches a lot of a lot of sh- uh, strays, and I candies, don't think it deserves it. A, a lot mm. of different candies are trying to do the exact same thing, and just some do them better than others. That's just like Three Musketeers is a great example. Like Three Musketeers is not horrible, but it's just nothing not going on as there. good as doing of what the other things are trying to do. Baby Ruth is the other one, and that Baby Ruth stink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they're not good i forgot about i hadn't thought about baby ruth in a long time yeah uh all right banks takes banana laffy taffy runs runs to runs what are those called runs runs right are runs, you yes or z maybe with a z to, to be cool. i can't remember how to spell now and later so. uh three musketeers and smarties rdt takes mounds which is a great freaking pick Almond Joy mounds are so bad. Almond Joy, <laughs> Fireballs, Necco wafers, and candy buttons. And I took candy corn Tootsie Rolls, um, candy necklaces, good and plenty, and hot tamales. Any honorable mentions? I was only left with black licorice and pixie sticks. Twizzlers are in our yeah. Twizzlers. Meh. I don't. I don't hate Twizzlers, but I don't, they don't want them bother me enough candy. to draft mm. them. But they're objectively not good i eat a ton of them at the beach we always bring like a gigantic tub and i just do that for yeah road trips in the beach i feel like you know what you know what twizzlers Twizzlers are good for too is is heartburn that's helped me with heartburn a ton interesting serious it helps with saliva and stuff like that and like creating saliva i can see that yeah so that's like literally (laughs) one night one night at the beach i was like i'm gonna die of a heart attack I, i like i had the worst heartburn and i just went downstairs and ate a ton of twizzlers and it was it was fun i got Turned on to Tums Chewy Bites recently, and Ooh, those things those are, are delicious. Those are dangerous. I have been eating about, those like candy. I had about five before a wedding one time, and I was just like, oh, these are so fucking good. Yeah, I bought those are good. I bought another thing of it, and I'm not even halfway through the one I got. I just know I need some, some on deck soon. Yeah, yeah, they're good. The only other one I had, which you look at the packaging and you think there's a potential they're good, and they've never been good, are Whoppers. Yeah, disagree. yeah, yeah. yeah. I like Whoppers. Ooh, no. Yeah, I like Whoppers. Um, 
what else did I have? I mean, Pixie Sticks was a is a is a good call, which they were yeah. kind of sweet. I, I think at, I at think the time, Airheads but... are very overrated. Oh, I love an Airhead. I like Airheads. I like I Airheads. Put down. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, you do the little. Uh, have... You make the pillow out of it. What do you guys think of raisin yeah. hats? No, not good. And I like no. raisins. I love raisin brand. Peanuts, just like those things that, Cir- that peanuts. count as candy. Yeah, circus yeah. peanuts. I wouldn't have called it a candy, but I guess they are. Shock tarts are kind of me- like meh, but they're barely, you know, they're better than Smarties. So, mm-hmm. what do you guys think about dumb dumbs? I'm fine with them. They're lolly. Oh my god. Okay. You go to yeah. the bank. You go to the bank with your parents when you're little and get <laughs> a time and place. There's a time me? and place. <clears throat> Makes a little dumb dumb. Who doesn't like a candy who- butt? I had not thought about candy buttons in a long time, and that's such a good pick. They're bad. That's They're really the bad. The worst. The worst. I should have. They're gone made to like... by the company that makes Necco wafers. What is this company? Yeah, it seems about right. The Amish market has a lot of candies that you go in there and you can. I should have done that as scouting for this draft. <laughs> just see all the old style candies they got there, and it's just yeah. like that's trash. That's yeah. trash. It's the reason they don't make that anymore. Yeah, Amish people's candy selection sucks. Oh no, they've got a lot of hits. They just yeah, have but, everything. But when they're but when things. they're bad, they're bad. They just make everything. That's all. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's a solid draft, I think. The so. Spangler Candy Company makes dum dums, safety pops, whistle pops, spangler candy canes, spangler circus about peanuts, whistle pops. and necco wafers. They acquired the defunct Necco brand. Oh, what a shocker that that company went out of business. <laughs> yeah, real strange. Uh, <laughs> wow. You should get the uh, ex-CEO on here and just fucking roast him. Yeah, bring him on. <laughs> I guess they made the sweethearts conversation hearts for Valentine's Day, which are disgusting, which are disgusting. That's my number one. That, that's my, I love that candy. The, 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 the oh, yeah. sweethearts? Yeah. Oh, RDT. Yeah. Those are not good. I had no to, way. I've had to stop, stop eating them because oh, you're I was like, savage. I'm just going to rot through because I used to, I could go through a bag. Like in middle Even school, as so a kid, those are rotting your teeth. Oh man, no! In middle school, I, I go through a bag easy. Do you about the things that come in like the little cigarette carton looking? Yeah, yep. yeah, things? that have those like terrible. Your Valentine they're they're terrible. Oh, they're so good. The only reason they're just a gimmick. It's a gimmick. I know. It's a. It, they're chalk. It's basically that's chalk. embarrassing. I've gone that's away from them in my ever. in my older years, but good, good. I used to be a big on them. You also already found your valentines. You don't need them anymore to hit on girls. Well, yeah, it's I buy a bag and I eat it myself. But God, now, now your 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 lovely daughter is gonna be you're gonna just be feeding those to her. Oh no, no, I wouldn't give this to her. I would not. I would not let her eat those. Okay, I would not. Are they doing? She's not old enough where they're doing the whole Valentine's Day situation in school, right? I don't. They're not doing that. Talk about a waste of money. I mean, that is one of the great scams. Buying every kid in your class of Valentine. Coming out way ahead on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Larry, you're like buying there's like the sports illustrated for yeah, kids. I was, uh, yeah. They had like the cutout. Yeah. Yeah. You make my heart <laughs> bounce with like a basketball on it. Yeah. What a like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. And I'm not even anti Valentine's Day, but I the, the kid, it just was I was always like as a kid, I was like, what are we doing? Like, what's really the point of this? <laughs> it was fun because you just ate candy all day at school. That was always a good time. 
Good draft. We'll see you next week for Guilty Pleasure Songs. Nikki Intermedley, Maryland Person of the Week. RDT. I think you have to go with Aaron Judge. Just a great season, you know. It ended the exact way he wanted it to. You know, just had, just played so well all year long, and and I'm just really happy that the Yankees, you know, were able to to get it done, and he moved them on to the next round, and they're 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 playing for a World Series, you know. You know, I had a, a Yankee fan tell me today. I said I tweeted obviously about how bad the Yankees were, like, oh, the Yankees suck, blah blah blah. But hey, don't worry, your Aaron Judge hits the seventh most home runs all time, and the guy goes. Yeah, but he's going to win an MVP, and he set the AL record. Not a bad year. And I was like, this is what Yankee fans are doing now? This is what you're doing? Okay. Not a bad year. Yeah. Again, I'm like, okay. You guys were on pace to win 120 games six months ago, and then you went under 500 your last 100 games. Like, sure. That's what Yankee fans are turning into. What a, a poor, pathetic group. Steinbrenner is rolling over in his grave. They've just... They've lost their fastball. Pride partially, mostly because of that lame duck manager they have. But that's neither here nor there. Look, Booney had Congrats to deal with Aaron Judge on a dealt. great year. Great year. Did everything he wanted to do. Maybe if Cashman could bring in the right players, the guy could win. Booney could win some things. Guy's got some fucking savages in the box, you know. It's, it's I maybe I mean fucking close your roof, Houston. Left field wall is too far. The roof is open. If only the Yankees had to hit with that roof, too. I think he made some good points. <laughs> well, I've never seen a bigger group of crybabies than the Yankees this week. Severino talking about exit velocity and shit like that. Shut up. Bums. All of them. So congrats. He's, Booney is coming back, by the way. I, I I hope he signs a lifetime contract. I don't think they're firing him. No, I don't think they I are I thought either. they were going to fire him, and then the fact they haven't fired him yet is, you know, when there's other teams looking at managers, so you're competing with teams right now, that's going to be an interesting situation. Bring him back. Ten more I mean, years. He's gonna, I mean, unless the Orioles dynasty starts a year early, he's going to win the World Series next year. He's got the I, I've I've been teetering on the idea of a tweet like, that the Orioles are going to win a World Series before the Yankees do. Mm. Teetering. <laughs> like, typed it out a couple times and deleted it. Shocked you haven't tweeted it. Shocked. I very close. Very, very close. If Nestor Cortez doesn't hurt his groin yesterday, I think they went four straight and go to the World Series. Oh, that's the funny I mean, what's guy. What's he supposed throws, to do about that? He throws all those weird angles and has the mustache. Can I say this? So quirky. I know I I I have a you know I have a, a little bit of a of a pinstripe Dan thing going on here with Aaron Boone. <laughs> so that's if that's not apparent. Um, I have a a friend who is an enormous Yankee fan, and I, for the last few years, I have just been an unabashed supporter of Aaron Boone. Um, I even went as far as to uh, buy. I have a Booney jersey that I was going to wear oh, no. during. <laughs> But it didn't. It didn't come in time, so I need him to get bring back so I can use this next year. We'll be back. Um, yeah, so I'm excited to use that. Uh, I thought you're shy, and, and so this is a. I've I've turned into like a pseudo fan for this team that I've hated my entire life, and I still hate. I thought your shot at Nestor Cortez was a little bit, little bit harsh. Like that guy had a heck of a year. Like, and he was nothing before that. Former Oriole. 
Yeah, I was at the I was at his last game when he gave up a grand slam that went like 490 feet. I was like, ah, you got to take a shit at Nasty Nestor. I mean, the guy, he's a nice story. Yeah, but I will kick them when they're down every single time. Yeah, I will. Yeah, that's what again. The same guy was like, you can't you can't crap on Nestor. He had a great year. And I said, you guys fucking I play chicken shit baseball. Yeah, it, it was like you guys booed and were yelling shit at Felix Bautista as he was hurt. Like I have zero sympathy for for anything Yankees related. Like just how about the Yankee fans just giving up on the team yesterday? And then Bryant, um, and then BA and the and the and Frank Core and those guys in the booth be like, it's really loud in here. It's like th- you, there were full sections of the upper deck that had no people in them. You get in for twenty one dollars at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, in October. Best fans. That was the only thing I, I in my in my, pinstripe Taylor couldn't defend the Yankee fans. That was a terrible showing. Show up to the game. Uh, would you want to go either? Yeah, I would have gone support my team. Rain delay or well, not a rain delay, but it was supposed to, you know, bad. Yeah, would have gone to if that was the, if this was the Warriors, I would have gone. I would have gone to the game. I'm saying like Yankee fans were so sick. I mean, yeah, they didn't want to go to the funeral, but I don't, I don't know. Well, they all hate Aaron Boone, so maybe they could have gone and booed Aaron Boone and Cashman. I would have gone and cheered for Booney. <laughs> cheered for him he's such he's a dork I mean, that, was a really, that was a he's nice the gesture third best baseball baker. player in his family that was a nice ge- nice gesture with dusty baker though going and waiting outside from the locker room that was oh, beautiful oh yeah um, yeah he just waited <laughs> for the cameras to go over there too that was not that was very classy maybe he could point. learn something from the guys in that locker room how to fucking win in october banks use your nick Cannon rather than around personally <laughs> Uh, I'm going with Team Black. Yeah. Rhaenyra Targaryen's about to go on a warpath. Justice for Luke. No spoilers, though. I won't keep going. I don't know any of these names are saying. House of the Dragon has delivered a big-time first season, and I can't wait for it to come back. How many seasons of this are there going to be? I think, like, four. God damn it. Oh, there's more spinoffs coming, Eric. So of course, of course, there are. This is gonna be. Yeah. This is gonna. No, this, be, this is gonna turn into Fast and Furious. Well, the books are written for a lot of these Whoa, different. I, I didn't like the negative connotation that was said. And <laughs> yeah, yeah you're gonna end up with dragons. Me and, and RDT might be. Me and RDT might be feuding right now. You're gonna have the Rock riding a dragon <laughs> like to fight a satellite in like two seasons, max. Jason Statham's going to be showing oh, up anytime you're soon. You're just such a pawn. Such a pawn. You're, you're just one of those plebs down in Flea Bottom who just have no idea what's <laughs> going on. I don't. All the, all the who's down in Whoville? You know what? Uh, Basically. We listened to The Grinch today. My daughter wanted to listen to it. So good. I love The Grinch. <laughs> She's been... We I were, just holiday dysmorphia in the RDT household. We were painting yeah, pumpkins. What are you guys doing? We were painting pumpkins while watching the Mickey Mouse Christmas episode on Disney Plus. I don't control the kid. I don't control the TV. Wow. Did you watch Elf after? No, no. We went back to Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm. Fantastic movie. Uh, second straight week for me. Uh, Person of the week, um, Miss Taylor Allison Swift. Banger album. Nailed it again. Ten consecutive good albums. It's a run unlike anyone in music history. 
if you want my takes on it, my top 20, my top songs are on Twitter and Instagram. So if you want to come for me, come for me there. She's the best. She's on Jimmy Fallon in like 20 minutes. So I'm going to turn that on. We're done. I was going to say there's yeah, a, the Bejeweled music video drops it drops at midnight. Uh, there's rumors that she announced a tour at the, uh, the Fallon taping. So that hmm. is, um, that will be dominating your boys summer. That if that's true. The case. Chick Mark pertinent. Yeah. That is going to be a long discussion. RDT, would you go to a Taylor Swift concert? I've worked one. I was at one. It was fine. When? When it was at FedEx. Reputation? Yeah. I think I was at both. I think I think it was two nights. Yeah. The restaurant I worked at had a stand on club level. I was in there listening to sound checks and like doing all that stuff. I was in there for both shows. Yeah, I thought I thought it was fine. Like it was awesome. I think it was an awesome show. It was it was fun. Like I went with people like the, the our friends who were working with us, like we're not Taylor Swift fans. And I remember leaving and they were like, we're Swifties now. Like I think Camilla Cabello opened for her. Right. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Your boy was in the building. Correct. That was awesome. The uh, the big Cobra for Bad Blood. Your boy remembers. Yeah, yeah that was dope. Uh, the Cobra came out for. uh yes that's what it was i'm sorry yeah would i go to one probably not but lauren has completely come around on taylor swift yeah taylor taylor i don't think you know this brian knows it lauren Uh, hated taylor swift Uh i i think i no. i've heard this i've never spoken uh with her about it but i have heard about this before we have talked about this before woke Mm -hmm. up on friday She's getting ready for work with her AirPods in and was like, I'm listening to new Taylor Swift. It's like, it's six o'clock. <laughs> so. Everybody comes around. Yep. Everybody comes around. And also the best part is that everyone like who doesn't really like this one, they're just like, oh, I wish she was just doing what she did on folklore. Or, oh, I just wish she was doing what she did on 1989. Or, oh, I just wish this was like reputation because everybody has an album that they like. That's the thing. That's the, the one of the reasons why Taylor Swift gets criticized for new music is because people just want her to continue to do the one thing they like that she did. But you can't stop her evolution. So stop trying. Just enjoy what she ends up doing. No, this is not a perfect album. There's some songs on it that I'm not a huge fan of. But man, are there a lot of songs that are good. And yes, is it a lot of it a very, very moody and sad listen? Absolutely. I've had multiple people tell me that they listened to the Taylor Swift album and put them in a worse mood because of how so- sad some of the songs were. That's just what Taylor does. The songwriting is incredible. Antihero, banger. Lavender Haze, banger. Mastermind, banger. Karma, banger. Uh, vigilante shit, an absolute evisceration of that fool Scooter Braun. That fool just t- taking a task. Um, what else? Maroon, great. Would have, could have, should have. John Mayer should Bejeweled. be a witness protection. Bejeweled is, yeah, Bejeweled is going to be a, a hit she's broken all the records she's going to sell 1.6 million physical albums in 2022 that's legitimately impossible guess how many beyonce sold in her first week and it's not a shot at beyonce who i like oh it sounds like it is Ooh, wow. physical albums taylor swift sold 1.6 million there's gonna sell 1.6 million it's disgusting. And yes, is it because some of us, like me, bought the four albums to make the clock out of? Yeah. Yeah. But that's just good marketing. <laughs> that's great marketing. That's just good marketing. I love Taylor Swift. I will go. I, I There has never been a hill that I've died on more, other than Mike Trout being a loser, than Taylor Swift being the biggest winner of all time. 
I just follow her to the ends of the earth. Ugh, the best. Just the best. Any honorable mentions? Banks, and I know you like the album as well. I do. I do. I need to listen to it more to really feel it all out. But yeah, it's it's a good album for sure. Uh, I've got Apple Cider. I um, I don't know that Apple Cider gets all the love that it deserves. It's, a, it's an elite juice. It really is. Um, if I could drink it year round, I would. I was gonna say so, it, it it hits hard this time. Like it's it's perfect. Pumpkin this, pumpkin spice that. Forget that bullshit. Apple cider is where it's at. Yeah, I agree. Apple cider, I think, is an elite drink this time of year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Warm it up. I, I'm fine with so, I'm fine with apple cider. I kind of like that. It's like a limited thing though. Like I like, I like. I don't know if I'd want to drink it all the time. I th- I think I like it more again because I know, it it's like I'm not going to drink. A ton of it but i'm like i'm going to get my full my fill of it during this time oh it hits I, I mean i plan to keep it going at least through thanksgiving that's i mean that's how i feel about stuffing you warm yeah, it up i mean I toss a little rum in it a little spice a little nutmeg or something cinnamon even like mm-hmm. heat it up in the microwave just warm it up yep still hotty toddies yeah basically and i got uh the bears just with that clapping of the patriots tonight that was that's good stuff. Got ugly. Yeah. Poor Mac Jones. Belichick, Belichick inching towards the end here. Who looks worse, Belichick or Brady? Or Boone. That's going to be – well, I can't wait for that on the first take tomorrow. Don't. <laughs> Come on. First of all, first take doesn't talk about baseball, so that will not be on first take. At all. I didn't say anything about first take. You did. I did. I don't don't need your boonie slander in my time of my, my, you know, I'm just in bliss talking about Taylor Swift and you're bringing up boonie. Justice for boonie. And if boonie ends up being on the TBS set next year instead, that's fine. I, I can't wait to watch him. He should be working at a fucking Kinko's. You stink. You stink. <laughs> you stink. I can't wait until the Dundalk Mafia comes and just takes you from your house. <laughs> the legit thing that could happen, though. Yeah. <laughs> as you, save this, as you have, what save is this my, recording. <laughs> what is behind your left shoulder right now? Is that an elephant? Yeah. Where Where is he? This one? That was the only one that was in view, yeah. Yeah, there's a Spider-Man, there's a Mickey, there's a cat, and a Beanie Baby. Mm. Gangs you guys watch the Beanie, ba- yeah, the Beanie Baby documentary on uh, HBO no. Max? No, I want to, but I did not. I might get into that. I want to watch yeah, the Barney one too. Yeah, yeah, sick. You know, it was on. You guys know it was on Barney. Ariana, right? Selena, Demi Lovato, and Selena Gomez. Hmm. Sick. Dead or alive, Banks. <laughs> uh Stephen Hawking. Alive? No, dead. 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 Is it a final answer? Dead. Dead. He's dead. He's dead. Yeah. He died. Yeah. Uh, died in 2018. I yeah. would have said 2020. But he was a big time. I can't believe that guy's alive guy for a long Huge time. Huge dead or alive guy. Huge dead or alive guy. Yeah. yeah. So enough time has passed where I was like, oh, yeah, maybe this one slips under the radar. Yeah. Old Stevie. Rip. Dead. Yeah. 76. Heck of a run. Good run. Yeah. Yikes. By the I, I, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, he did. He did great stuff. He did great stuff. I'm reading all of his. You guys, can you guys guess in 2002 where he got ranked in the BBC's poll of the 100 Greatest Britons? Let's see how it's, See if you guys can gauge his his significance. Three, seven, three. Oh, too high. Twenty-five. Well, I got to hear all twenty-four now. I guess I value him more than than they do. Where's he, David he, Beckham? Winston, Winston Churchill, number one. Okay. Is Lombard Kingdom Brunel number two? Of course. Sure. Diana, Princess of Wales, number three. A little high for me. <laughs> A little overrated. <laughs> Charles Darwin, number four. I mean, Charles Darwin has got to be higher than Diana. No disrespect to Diana. I got no. I got love for Diana, but it's just like Charles Darwin is a big deal. Where is um, CD? Where's Attenborough on that list? Or is he not? Is he not? Let me go. Let me go through it. Yeah, go. go, go. Uh, Shakespeare, number five. I mean, Isaac Newton, number six. I, Diana is too high. I, Rank the schedule. High. Who did he? He didn't play nobody, Paul. Isaac Newton didn't play anybody? He didn't play nobody. That's bad. That's All he bad. had to do was BC, be like the play. BC, BC, this is why we got to go back to the BCS. They would have had Isaac Newton way higher. Um, yeah, when he Elizabeth won, he went the big, first, but he didn't play nobody. Elizabeth the first. <laughs> Elizabeth the first seventh, John Lennon eighth. I, I'm starting to think John Lennon and Diana. That's a, a die young become a become a legend thing. Sorry about it. John Lennon, big deal though. Horatio Nelson, number not nine. much of a peak, but but they they were Terrell Davis. Like they weren't around long. John but, Lennon had a yeah. huge peak. That's what he said. Horatio, like Chris Jones. Horatio Nelson, number nine. Oliver Cromwell, number ten. Where's the rest of this list? Why is it not working? What is Wikipedia doing? You got to donate more to them. They're 500 yeah, pop Don't just scroll by. <laughs> how do they not have, how do they not have the full list? I'm going to find this. Oh, there we go. Complete list can be found on the BBC's website. Oh, they have them alphabetically. <laughs> oh, this is so stupid. That's a- Beckham is. Taught them how to Beck- build a list. Be- Beckham is in there though. <laughs> yeah in 2002 this is a 2002 list yeah oh yeah he may he may i how is he not number one julie andrews jane austen david attenborough is in there of course he is legend yeah he's in there and his brother um yeah johnny Lennon is mccartney in there too yeah he's in there are all the beatles gonna be in here frederick mercury's in there Oh, uh, Ringo. Yeah, Ringo. Ringo. My Ringo no Ringo. There? What? No Ringo. He should be in there Why for Thomas the Tank Engine alone. The Unknown Soldier is in there as a singular. Interesting interpretation. <laughs> yeah, that's very open to interpretation. <laughs> Robbie Williams, William Wallace, Queen Victoria. Interesting stuff. Oh, I wonder William if they had J.K. Rowling and J.K. Rowling in there now would not Jeez. be in there now. Yeah, a J.K. Rowling. Throw that on their things that didn't age well. Yeah, people do not like J.K. Rowling right now. Ooh, we they should bring back Sports Century. I enjoyed Sports Century. Bring back ESPN Classic. Yeah, they should bring back ESPN Classic as a channel on ESPN Plus that you that just rolls the channel. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah. What'd you guys think of Secretariat's rankings in Sports Century list? 
I haven't thought about the Sports Century list in a long time. No, I've not. You guys, where you, where was Secretary? Wasn't he like top five? Was Jordan, Ruth, Ali, Jim Brown, Gretzky? Okay. Uh, Secretariat was Man of War was 84th. Mm. So Secretariat's got to be higher. Where the hell is Secretariat? Secretariat 35 between Lou Gehrig and Oscar Robertson. It's a hell of a job. It's a hell of a horse. <laughs> Decent. Arnold Palmer, 29th. Hmm. Yeah. Oh. What if Tiger made this list? They put OJ Simpson on it. Whoa. Separate the art from the artist. Yeah, OJ, stop it. I guess you can say Paulie Walnuts. Whoa, from me there. They put three horses on here. They put citation on here too. Mario Andretti might be too high. We we've we've reached the the Taylors lost and in the, <laughs> yeah, the Wikipedia, Wikipedia portion of the yeah. show here. I, I, I love lists are so fun. We should just debate a list every week. I, I love lists. Pre-existing love lists. lists. Yeah. Starting five of list list. websites. Mm. <laughs> Sporkle. Um, <laughs> Sporkle's elite. The best. I love Sporkle. What Somebody show me Sporkle, like our... our um, Whoever was like running our orientation at Maryland my freshman year, like just showed us Sporkle, and that person's like an idol for me at this point. Sporkle's everything. Yeah. One of the great uh one of the great college time wasters. What do you mean college time wasters? Still is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like twice a year I go I on a sporkle kick. in a while. Yeah, I got on there a while. I just there's lose some, an entire day to Sporkle. There was some good or someone made a good Orioles one this year, and it was like naming every Orioles all star since like 2000. And it was there, like there were some you forget, you forget some. It was good though. Fun, fun. All right, fun. on that note, on that note, me getting lost in the sauce is exactly when the show could end. Follow us on social media at our at Barstool Banks at E D I T T I 22 at Taylor Smite 10 at X 2 podcast and all of our social media platforms. Uh, rate and review the podcast. Um, that always helps us. Go watch on YouTube if you'd like to do that. You can support all of our sponsors, Third Level Midnight, Fed Thrill, Jimmy Seafood. All of them do tremendous work. All of them deserve your support. Uh, we will see you on Thursday night. This is going to be like three podcasts in six days or five days. We will be back for the instant analysis after Bucks and Ravens, and I'm sure after a Panda kickball victory, Pandas nine points out of nine, kicking ass in kickball, kicking ass in flip cup, taking names. We'll see you in the championship game, and we'll see you next time on the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy's Seafood.